If you were in college and you were part of SHIP or Mayas or Nesby or SWE or any of these organizations, guess what? Now that you're a professional, there's no reason why those uh, behaviors that you established and what you benefited from those groups, that doesn't stop when you once you become a professional. Internally to companies, there are groups called ERGs, Employee Resource Groups, and that's what we're gonna talk about today. All right, so it's been a while since I've done anything on the adulting edition, and I apologize for that, but I really have been focusing on students, and we just got back from ship probably a week or so ago, and I did this uh, post you know, conference uh, edition for them on what to do and what follow-ups to do. So if you're interested, it's worth checking out. I think it, some of the stuff can apply, even as a professional, like even if you go to some of these trade shows or some of these uh, network conventions where you're going as a professional, there's a list of follow-ups that you could do. So some of the things that I talk about, you literally could take the word student and replace it with uh, professional. So what I want to talk about today, though, is is the employee resource groups. And if you're looking at my activity online, I recently wrote an article about uh, minority recruiting. And I talked about one aspect in there about ERGs being overloaded if a minority recruiting program isn't rolled out correctly. And so that kind of got me thinking about, OK, as a professional, you know, what is the value of an ERG? Do people know what ERGs even are? Uh, and so on. And so I'll give you some, you know, background. I've heard, you know, when I first started where, with where I work, they used to be called affinity groups. I guess now uh, they're called ERGs, employee resource groups. And I think that's just a, uh, uh, I mean, it speaks to the times. Nowadays, people are trying to find the right word and focus on wording and, um, you know, make sure it's inclusive and so on. So anywho, in any event, the, the, just throwing both those terms out there, affinity and ERG, so that someone who is uh, probably listening to this or hasn't heard of ERGs or has only heard them as affinity groups or whatever, uh, you at least have some context there. So what is an ERG? What's an affinity group? What's an employee resource group? It's, uh, it's a internal to a company. Uh, just imagine the equivalent of a SWE, a NSBE, a SHIP, uh, you know, uh, those kinds of organizations, right? But they're internal to companies. And so I'll give you an example. Within ExxonMobil, we have a group called GOAL, the Global Organization for the Advancement of Latinos. We also have WIN, the Women's Interest Network. We also have uh, BEST. We also have ACE. And these are other, you know, those are for, you know, they, they're the the equivalents to Nesby and so on. We also have pride for the LGBTQ community. Internally, we have these groups of that are available to employees to supplement uh, other uh, development and so on. So why do I feel ERGs are important? Why do I think that as an employee or as a professional, you should seek to line up with one earlier in your career or early on in your career? There's a couple of reasons. One, if you're a student and you benefited from a group like SHIP or Nesby or SWE, some of those same benefits, right? Being around people that you can relate to, being around people that have some similar background stories or being around people that can understand uh, how you might think about stuff because you have some cultural ties or you have some um, 
commonality between how you were raised and brought up is is it's good to have a pocket of folks who can you can get together with and you can network with and you can interact with aside from the day-to-day interactions that you have with your business team or your work group in trying to get the day-to-day goals of your job done right so it gives you that camaraderie especially for folks who sometimes like if you were living in one area and you move. For example, for me, I was living in San Antonio, Texas. I graduated from UTSA, population 60% Hispanic. Boom, my first job with ExxonMobil was in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And you might not know this, or maybe you do, but the Hispanic Latino footprint in, in the state of Louisiana is uh, tiny. It's, uh, it's small, it's gotten better in the last eight years, but it's still small, certainly not to the scale that you have in uh, Texas or California or New Mexico or something like that, right? So going over, not only did I have to go over and transition as a professional from a student and understand what the heck it means to even work in corporate America and what it really means to be a mechanical engineer and how to actually apply the stuff that I studied and, and all that. But then I had to deal with the culture, the culture shock, right? Of, uh, and the realization that, oh my God, I'm no longer around a ton of uh, Latinos. And so the ERGs for those that move and it, and there's also folks, and it's not just, uh, you know, uh, culturally based or race based or, you know, ethnic group based. I mean, there's people that move from the upper Northeast and get jobs in the Gulf Coast or get jobs and, you know, go from the East Coast to the West Coast and life's different. So there's other employee resource groups that are not necessarily, you know, like, uh, like race related or ethnic background related, right? New employee networks of sorts. We have those internally as well uh, where I work at for folks just to transition from a regional to make the regional transition. Right. But again, it's all under that. Hey, there is a, a pocket of support that is independent of the normal onboarding of a new employee. So you should figure out and try to find those groups, even just for the initial to help you do the initial transition. So I knew the benefit of a ship and a, and a Mayas before I got to work. And so, again, I kind of told you I went to Baton Rouge. But for me, hey, I said there wasn't a lot of Latinos and there wasn't an established gold chapter in Baton Rouge. But guess what? I was a student leader. I had had national office. So I knew all about starting chapters. And so one of the first things I did in the first few years in Baton Rouge was to start a gold chapter in Baton Rouge. And again, I, I totally admit, and I've said this to people like, why did you start a goal or why were you interested? It was purely out of selfish reasons. I was lonely. I was, you know, I was apprehensive. I, and I wouldn't say scared. I don't want to, to big job what I was feeling, but it was definitely a culture shock for me to go from San Antonio, Texas, 60% Hispanic, 70% Hispanic to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where it was, you know, at the time we were part of the other category at 7%. And so I started a club and guess what? There were some few Latinos today. That chapter's thriving. It's huge. And now it, to me, it's a, it's a, it's a fully established uh, ERG the way that it's supposed to be. And folks are benefiting now uh, f- uh, in making that transition. So number one, ERG is great for making the transition, regardless if it's uh, culturally based or race based or ethnic background based. But there's also benefit in doing it from a regional standpoint, right? Moving from the north to the south, from east to west or south to north, either way right? There is some value to be done there. Number two is now the, since you have a pocket of folks that understand 
and you're going to have leadership within that organization, right? A, 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 an executive board or officers or whatever you want to call it. And hopefully they're, they're people with more experience. Now you have some direct networking connections or direct ties that you can make more with the focus of personal development and, and professional development. And so what am I trying to get at here now that you're, you know, getting into this place and making the transition? You got to start figuring out how to work within that corporate space or that business space. And there are some folks that understand it based on the, their, their, you know, if their parents were, you know, work professionally or they have, you know, their multiple generations separated from people working in, in white collar jobs and knowing about executive meeting boards and stuff like that. Like there is, uh, some people will get that from seeing their parents, aunts, uncles work in that space. Others, some of us don't. And so anywho, so now you get into this ERG, you meet some people that have done it for a few years. Now you could really start to network with the intention of understanding how do I now operate in this space? And so there's that professional development, that personal development, still a little bit of the selfish reasons, and that's okay. You're getting started, right? Your reasons here should be a little selfish to try and get you to be within that space. Now, the third reason I find that that ERGs are very beneficial because now you are in a group and depending on the how well established this employee resource group within your company is, now you're going to have the opportunity to do some of these other step out activities. Yes, there's the volunteering and yes, there's the being the community, you know, doing the community service projects that doesn't uh, that doesn't go away. ERGs within a corporate space are looked upon to participate in that and overall support the company's right uh, initiatives in, in volunteering and so on. It is beneficial for a company to show that they do have this, you know, inclusion and diversity programs within their organization. So they'll come to you and your organization to participate in that. And I'm not saying it's, you know, high, it's not political. It's not, you know, trying to show a face. I think it's with the right intentions. But the other part that I'm interested in in that space is you will also, as part of ERGs, you're technically, you're, you're typically or can be looked upon to help support minority recruiting efforts. And I'm not talking about, hey, early on, you just got there and boom, you join the ERG and three months later, you're recruiting. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about as you start to contribute, as you start to become a, a vital member of that ERG, you take on higher levels of responsibility, being on committees, eventually taking an officer position, you know, start speaking for the club and report outs to, to, you know, to executives and company as you're make, as you're climbing your way through that uh, organization. And by the way, you're developing yourself, making networking connections, establishing yourself as a go-to person, somewhere along the lines, you start getting looked upon to start being a little bit more the face of the company in certain aspects. And recruiting is one of them. And so now that you, and if you're doing it uh, uh, for the right reasons, and again, I never promote doing this just to, you know, check the box and to get through. It has to be genuine. Anything that you do has to be genuine. Otherwise, you fall on your face. But I, I'm diverting there. But you, if you get into this recruiting opportunities, now you get the chance to really get out there, start talking to students, start helping the corporation or the company or whatever, wherever you work at, build the pipeline of folks that you have interest in, right, into the company. In my case, I'm part of Goal. 
uh, within, you know, I, I started goal in Baton Rouge that got me into, you know, whenever we created this future leaders Academy program internally, and they were looking for people to represent naturally, that was a, a, an, an, uh, a place where they started looking for volunteers to kind of help out. And then I got wrapped up in that. Now that I'm over at headquarters and I'm part of the FLA team and I'm part of, of goal here and, and I'm helping manage the ship national relationship, but I'm also on the ship recruiting team. See that all those opportunities to me came because of my involvement and working through the employee resource groups of the company that I work for. But I want to reiterate again, it was never out of, uh, of, uh, I admit, like I said, it starts in a selfish place and that's okay to make the transition, but somewhere it has to be genuine. It has to be with the servant spirit. It has to be with trying to actually show folks uh, internally and externally as to why there's mutual benefit on both ends to the company to get more Latinos and Hispanics and vice versa for Hispanic and Latinos to come work within uh, ExxonMobil, right? And I get to be at the front lines, you know, at the table, working within that space, uh, helping influence those kinds of decisions. And again, I contribute all that because of my involvement early on within an employee resource group and help and working my way uh, through development within. And I hope you caught it. Maybe it was subtle there, but if you hear any of the students talks that I have, I completely promote folks that are in college and in school that, hey, don't just be a freeloading pizza eater. Go in there initially get your feet wet, get comfortable when you're going into this new school, right? Start to go to meetings, start to get on fundraising committees and be the historian and webmaster and some other, you know, minor positions. Hopefully you work your way up to being a, a, a vice president or president or a, or a secretary at like a major officer role within your organization and then get into the student, right? So I, and I get, and, and I, I think you get the point is I keep talking about progressing and working within the system to help them as help the organization as much as helping yourself develop yourself as you start to gain higher levels of responsibility whether you like it or not you begin to change the way you approach things your perspective uh, uh, of, of what really is a, a big problem how long it really takes to create something and and plan it and from idea to planning to actual production and, and final execution, like you start to learn more about how these things work within this space. What am I getting at? All of that behavior, if you have it in college, if you did it in college, and if especially if you're listening to this and you were an officer in your club, like, hey, that shouldn't stop. It's not like, oh, I got the job now. And there there is still a lot to be benefited from in some cases for yourself in that early transition. But yes, overall, I will always say I think it's our responsibility to give back and pay it forward. Going and getting involved in a ERG within your company, I think is vital. And I think it's a responsibility that we should, uh, that we should uh, gladly take, be blessed to take and, and see it through. Uh, I feel like I'm a little bit on the soapbox, but hey, that's just the way that I am. I really just wanted to take some time to talk about the employee resource groups within a company and why I think those are beneficial. Again, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this. If you haven't already, please comment, especially if you're listening through Apple, the Apple iPod. Uh, I'm sorry, the Apple podcast app. Wow, I just dated myself. There's uh, leaving a review, you know, sliding the stars and typing a few words goes a long way. 
in getting this uh, podcast out there and this information. If you're listening on Spotify or any other platform, but you saw the, you know, the promo for this on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook, hey, do me a favor, leave a comment. There's folks out there that uh, that might not know that this information is out there. My goal is just to get to those folks and let them benefit. Got some exciting stuff coming up later on this year. I've got I've got a few interviews lined up and some of them for students, uh, some of them for the professionals, and I might have to double up. I'm going to have to figure out exactly how I divvy those up. Uh, but uh, yes, I got some great folks that uh, are, have agreed to kind of help out, tell their story and start uh, sharing what they've learned so that you too can benefit from that. Again, thank you for taking the time to listen and have a great day.